The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of, 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 of history, 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 creeps, creeps, creeps. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Towns, and I'm joined by two men who, if you just pass them, uh, of course, socially distanced wise, uh, on the street, uh, you would stop and say, I think I, I know that voice. I think I know that guy. What a handsome fellas. And that, of course, is Mr. Christopher Chavez. Hola. And sir, Mr. Dr. Carter Johnson. Howdy do. D. Uh, thank you uh, for joining me, fellas. This is a uh, first time long time. <laughs> it's been a long time since we rock and rolled. That's always my favorite thing when people call into a radio show. Uh, yeah, my first time, long time listener. Yeah. First, first time, time, time caller, call. long time listener. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single time has anybody said that in history where I've heard them on the radio that I've. Where he's been like, wow, yeah, thanks for calling. <laughs> yeah, do not care whatsoever. How's it going, guys? Yeah, it's going. <laughs> not too bad. It's a kind of how like it is with this year in particular, yeah. right? Yeah, what else is there to say? It's like every day is the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wake just, up, just a complete dumpster fire. I wake uh, up, yeah. you look. Wake up, brush my teeth, have some breakfast, or vice versa. Get ready yeah. for work. Go to work. Find out there's a lot of bad shit happening in the world. Go home. Go to bed. Get up. Yeah. Eat breakfast. Brush my teeth. Go to work. Find out there's bad and shit find happening. Find time somewhere in there to watch Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow, some way. Oh, I'm glad you said Netflix. Real quick, uh, I got a recommendation. Ooh, uh, what you got? They just released it, and it's only four episodes, so it's easy to get through. A documentary series about the Challenger shuttle. I uh, saw that. Highly recommend it. It's really, really good, and it's a topic I will cover in the near future on one of these shows. Awesome. Sweet. I'll have to look into that. J.J. Uh, Abrams helped produce it, I believe. So Ooh. So it's Lens Flary? All no, over actually, the place. Actually, no. Shockingly, no. <laughs> I like Lens Flares. Just, you know. It's got to be used the right way. When you overuse yeah, it, then yeah, it's like, yeah, eh. exactly. Rain it in there, JJ. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, like JJ's stuff a lot, but uh, he can lay off those. <laughs> did, sure. I, did I ever tell you guys uh, that I saw the explode, the challenger explosion? No. Yeah. I was in, I was like first or second grade. And I remember I was living in Florida and they brought us outside first, first, second, third grade. I can't remember what grade it was. And they brought us all outside and we all went out to like this playground and we had to look in the direction of where Cape Canaveral would be. And so we're waiting and waiting and we see this little white trail going up and we're like, oh, and everybody, we're all watching it. And like, we can't believe it. Teachers are like, oh, that's it. It's right there. And it keeps going. 
And then the explosion happens and it splits. And we all just start cheering because we're kids. We just think it's supposed to do that. And I don't think from the distance where we were at, because it was tiny, dude. It was, I mean, you're talking about we're trying to look at something happening across the state. Uh, But I don't think the teachers knew either because I remember I still have the vivid memory of lining up and going back into the classroom where there was already a teacher in there. And we had one of the media carts with a TV on there. Oh, yeah. And they were talking about like it was a big deal. Like you could hear like uh, them saying that something's gone wrong, something's gone wrong. And I remember the teacher that was in there was crying. And I remember going, what is going on? And then I remember the other memory I have is later that night uh, when President Reagan was on TV talking about the Challenger or doing, you know, talking about the tragedy or something and just realizing that it was like such a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, that documentary series gets really in depth with it. Uh, I really, really recommend it. It's really, really good, especially if you find just even like space travel interesting. It's even interesting in that aspect. But, nice. Uh, yeah, it really sheds a light on a obviously a a tragedy that happened, uh, you know, like uh, 33 ish years ago, somewhere around in the 33, 34 years ago. Wow. All right. I just dated <laughs> <Yeah>. myself. <laughs> I, uh, not really. I mean, uh, not really. I mean, I remember when that no, happened yeah, too. Yeah, I yeah, wasn't yeah. watching it, but I remember when it happened. The only re- only reason I even even remember when it is just because I literally turned three that day. <laughs> oh, it's on your birthday. So, yeah, happy birthday to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's <laughs> Shit, literally that's, that's how much that's how I know so much about it because it that kind of weirdly feels like a connection in a way. Yeah. Even though I have nothing to do with it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. There. So. <clears throat> Fellas, if you're ready, are we ready to go on a, a, a you know, like I asked you how this year, how you're, how you're doing. All of us, obviously, are, this year's kind of getting us down. So I figured, you know what, I think it's time for us to take a vacation. What do you think? I'm down. Yeah, I'm good with that. Two tickets to, par- three tickets to paradise. Well, what there about go. this? Okay, I got a perfect place. When you say paradise, I got the perfect place. All right. Uh, we're going to go overseas. Ooh. Over the great blue. Ooh. Uh, we're going to go to Scotland. Wait, wait, what? Scotland. That's where I, that's, that's like where the record scratch just happens. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can still dance in a skirt. <laughs> Chris is like, I thought we were going to the Maldives, dude. Dude, I thought I'm thinking, all right, we're going to some nice tropical islands. We're going to Scotland. We're going to good old Scotland. Uh, a place I've never been, but would love to go one day. Uh, let's go to a very famous place in Scotland, of course, and that is of the famous Loch Ness. Ah, uh-huh. see, I would yeah, go I'm there. Lo- I would love to go there just because of you know the history behind it in the yeah. the creepy paranormal world. Yes, so uh, it's a pretty place. That it is. That it is. So I I went through the trouble. And just this just lets all the creepers know how dedicated I am. I googled Loch Ness and uh, came up with <laughs> the overall Google review of Loch Ness. <laughs> I, <I'm clears throat> Loch Ness is a large, deep freshwater loch in the Scottish Highlands, extending for approximately thirty-seven kilometers southwest of uh, Inverness. I don't. I'm assuming it's a town or city there. Its surface is 60 meters above sea level. Loch Ness is best known for the alleged sightings of the Loch Ness monster, also known as Nessie. Uh, And in case you were wondering, uh, 
over 3,500 people have reviewed uh, Loch, the Loch Ness area <laughs> on Google, and it currently has a very good 4.5-star uh, rating out of 5. So uh, they're doing something right over there. <laughs> I just love that we could rate locks. <laughs> That's amazing. Seriously. So, uh, Loch Ness is doing great for itself. But of course, this is History Creeps. We're going on a monster hunt, fellas. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, sightings of the legendary beast, we're just going to call her Nessie, of course, uh, go back to ancient times. Can I ask you something uh, real quick? Oh, you most certainly can. Because you say we're going hunting, and you know how they have Squatch Hunters? Yeah. Would we call this Nessie Hunters? It's going to have a better name. Like Squatch Hunter just has a beautiful sound to it, right? So what's a uh, what's a good name for for uh, for Nessie Hunter? Can here? we just call, well, her, now, call her Nessie Squatch? Nessie Squatch? <laughs> Nessie Squatch Hunter? Nessie Squatch. Lock Lookers. Oh, Ooh. there we go. I like that a lot. I like Lock that, too. Lurkers. Yeah, I like that. All right, here we go. Um, so, of course, uh, sightings of the creature of the legendary beast go back to ancient times. The Picts, P-I-C-T-S, it's a, it's a group of people uh, who are in Scotland around 297 A.D. Uh, actually made stone carvings of a, of, of a monster, some sort of creature with flippers. So that was, that's kind of widely considered some of the earliest sightings of the creature, of recorded sightings of the creature. They actually drew pictures uh, or carved pictures of whatever they saw on rocks that can be found. Uh, but let's get to the first recorded sighting of Nessie. That happens in 565 AD. Uh, a man by the name of St. Columbo. Uh, he was a Christian missionary and also I think he solves crimes. I was going to say, wasn't he an investigator? <laughs> he was yeah. an investigator. No, technically, wasn't he a coroner who just happened to like, go way above his pay grade? Is that what it was? Well, I, I didn't know that. Peter Falk. I think so. I think it's how it was. He was I the one. Colombo in a long time. He's the one who he's wearing the, the long overcoat and he's he's always like, "All right, guess you got me." And he starts to walk away and he goes, "But I just have one question." Turns right back around and he always nails the guy right there. Doesn't he kind of talk like this? <laughs> yeah, that, so. that is a, a that's a perfect Colombo impression. I I agree. So Saint Colombo, he becomes a saint. I guess after he solved so many murders, the, you get the, you get uh, sainted. Uh, in his biography, it actually states that there was a swimmer who was bitten by a monster and was going to attack another man when Columbo uh, stoically ordered the creature to, and I quote, go back, and the creature <laughs> obeyed. Now, uh, Is that why they made him a saint, maybe? <laughs> If this has any amount of truth to it, that's probably one of the most amazing things you could see. Right? Like this guy, this guy's like freaking. Uh, you know, even uh, even the guys in Lord of the Rings, even the wizard there couldn't make that creature go back. <laughs> yeah, this, this guy. guy's like the monster yeah. whisperer. <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing. There you go, go, monster back. whisperers. Ooh, I like that too. We got all kinds of names for ourselves. So that kind of starts uh, gaining steam. Like there's more sightings after this book comes out. Uh, and for centuries after that, uh, there were only actually only a few sightings that were actually reported. Uh, but it's also, I'm also, as I'm telling you these stories, I'm going to tell you the other side of things too, just so it's not just one-sided. Uh, in Scottish folklore, apparently there are a lot of tales of mythical water creatures. So just keep that in mind. 
Uh, let's fast forward. We're going to go into modern era to 1933 because this is when things really pick up at, at the lock. Uh, uh, they finally finish a road that was that goes by Loch Ness. It's actually finished, and people can start driving on it. Nice. And this really and this really opened the lake up. Uh, you know, a lot more travelers are going to be going by on the road, passing it by. You can really see more of the lake. So April of that same year of 1933, uh, there's this couple and they're driving and I'm sure they're having a great time or they're arguing. It depends on whose parents they are. And, uh, they happen to see a huge animal. Um, they described it as either a dragon or a prehistoric monster of some sort that actually crossed in front of them. Uh, the way it made the, all the different, things I read made it sound like it went across the road in front of them as they were driving mm-hmm. and, and it disappeared into the water. Hmm. So that's one of the things that I, for whatever reason, uh, I had actually forgotten. Cause I, in my head, I had in my head that all the sightings were in the water, but that's not true. And See, I did happened in the like sixties and seventies. Yeah. I don't remember anything being on land, but that's really, really cool. Like I never would have thought of that, that cause didn't they do a thing where they did sonar or something to check the, the lake? The don't lock? get ahead of me. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm so gonna, sorry. I'm so well, sorry. 19, 1933. They're describing a dragon or a prehistoric monster. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like something left like over a, from yeah, prehistory. Like right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Or a pleasure resort. That's what I call my penis. All right, let's go to <laughs> December. Um, you can't say shit like that when we're going to ad lib later, dude. <laughs> All right, so December of 1933. All right, so we're, we're going up a couple more months. This is around the time of the holidays, of course. The Daily Mail, which is like a big newspaper over there, um, they actually hired a big game hunter. And this is one of the greatest names in history. This guy's name was Marmaduke Weatherwell. Holy shit. That just screams like how this guy is not more famous. I don't know. So they hired this guy. They hired an old Marmaduke here uh, to find the creature. And as he's out hunting, he discovers large footprints on the shore of the lock. He believed that they belonged to a creature that had to be at least 20 foot long. And he was very adamant about this. It was a big deal, obviously. Uh, A lot of people came to see the pictures and stuff. And. Wow, this is great, right? This is uh, this is really interesting and fascinating stuff. However, however, uh, all his evidence were sent to zoologists there at the natural uh, at the Natural History Museum, and they study these tracks and they say, oh, oh, oh. I mean, I'm talking to French, but you get the idea. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, they said, not so fast, there, Mister Marmaduke, sir. Uh, these were these were fake. Uh, these were fake. They believe these were made with an umbrella. Like he thinks that they took like a an umbrella stand and stuck like a hippo leg to it somehow. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta remember this guy was a big game hunter. Oh, okay, uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, but still, was, yeah. Is he just keeping he just keeping hippo legs are laying around. You never know when you're going to <laughs> need to pretend to be a sea monster, Chris. I mean, this is uh, you got to think ahead. <laughs> Um, however, while it was not super clear and he was never charged with anything or anything like that, um, uh, the hunter of the, uh, Marmaduke, uh, it's still, most people obviously believed it, that he was behind the whole thing and his credibility, credibility, I can't even, I don't, I can't say that word, I don't know, credibility, there we go, his credibility, that's such a side note. <laughs> 
<laughs> you literally said it and then said it again immediately the exact same way. I was so confident that I can fix my mistake. Oh, God, complete, that's good. Would you go back and listen to that, listeners? Creepers? <laughs> just listen to the, how much confidence I had in myself as I just destroyed a bunch of those. Oh, God. Don't, don't, don't explain. Work. Don't explain. Chris is just going to cut it out later. Oh, heck no. no. Heck no. That's all staying in. You keep it. You keep that's it. staying in. Matter of fact, you listeners, just rewind a little bit and listen to it again. So his credibility was ruined. All right. Let's go to 1934. This is a very important (laughs) year in the Loch Ness Monster Nessie's history because that's when an English physician by the name of Robert Kenneth Wilson took a now iconic photo of the creature. It's just one that everybody's seen. It's called the surgeon's photograph. It's the one that shows the monster's head and his neck, and it's in the water. It's very, very famous. It's in black and white. And the Daily Mail printed it, and it became an international sensation. Yeah, but isn't it fake? Oh, would you quit getting ahead of me? <laughs> 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 and I did. I didn't know that was taken uh, in the thirties. That's 30s. amazing. I'd like to say that I thought that was that photo was from the sixties. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking too. But apparently, all this happened. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I thought that, but for some yeah. reason, that's crazy to think pre World War Two. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. like. Yeah, that that's. I mean, Hitler and all that was already coming to power at this time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so this was uh, this raised a lot of questions. A lot of people were like, "What is that? Is it uh, is it a plesiosaur? Is it some sort of long thought extinct dinosaur type animal?" I mean, there's so many questions. Uh, the Loch Ness area then, because of this, almost just because of this photograph alone, became famous, instantly famous. And it really boosted the tourist uh, industry around that area. And we've seen that right in many things, many areas where uh, they become famous for some sort of cryptid and they really, uh, you know, really take that and run with it. You know, like uh, what's that place in West Virginia with the Mothman? Um, oh, Silver on. Creek. Silver no, Creek. Silver, Silver something. Oh, uh, Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant. Oh, yeah, Point, I'm thinking of the bridge. It's so the Silver Bridge or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, that town really embraced the Mothman and have ran with it, right? So it's kind of the same thing here with the Loch Ness, uh, with the Loch Ness monster. They get really famous. The area does. I mean, even even myself, we've even. I mean, we were even joking about it beforehand. That's if I went to Scotland, that's one of the places I have to go, right? You have exactly. to go. Mm-hmm. All right. So, <clears throat> of course, during this time, after that, many sonar explorations were done because there were a lot of sightings after this. Uh, a lot of sonar explore, uh, explorations were done uh, since 1987. Two of them very, very famous. I remember one of them being on TV. Like uh, um, it was like a big, like they were going to show it live on TV. Uh, no, it wasn't. Was it live? I don't remember if it was live. I remember it being a big deal. It was appointment television for me. Yeah. At at a younger age, it was uh, Geraldo Rivera. It just, probably was. Just, just kidding. <laughs> remember he did <laughs> the king, broke, the king top yeah, thing. His, yeah, that guy and his mustache broke everything at that time. <laughs> uh, so, of course, and there were many photos that were taken, uh, but a lot of this stuff was discredited, except for the sonars. I do. Re- did you guys remember one of them, like, finding what might have been a flipper? I feel like I saw that. Yeah, I f- I f- yeah, but I can't remember when. Yeah, I mean, it was a long, long time ago. I was definitely a, definitely a youngin', but I definitely remember that for some reason. But anyway, 
Uh, but a lot of these uh, photographs and stuff are discredited. And actually, in fact, we're going to fast forward to 1994, Carter. And this is when it's revealed that the surgeon photo, the very famous and much heralded photograph, was faked. And that Marmaduke himself was behind it. He wanted revenge. Uh, because, Ooh. you know, he was... <laughs> His his credibility was uh, was shot then because of the what had happened before, mm-hmm. and it actually was revealed that the creature was nothing more than a toy submarine with like a plastic wooden head attached to it. That's all it really was. Uh, but if you go back and really study the the picture, it's black and white, and you really can't see a lot of detail in it in the creature. So uh, it's you know they were they knew what they were doing when they faked that thing. All right, so let's go a little bit more recently. Right, you know, this is 2020. What a great, what a great year. What? Uh, but let's go back to 2018. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. did something they found a real Nessie? Oh man, I wish. So 2018, they do what's called a DNA survey of the law, <sighs> and that's basically supposed to tell you what lives there, like what creatures live there, and that type of thing. I don't know how they do it. I have no idea. I have. Uh, no clue. I was very curious about it, but I, but you know, I'm a, you know how you, you've heard how I pronounce words. I'm not the smartest man. <laughs> uh, so they did this DNA survey to discover what lives there. And according to them, there were no signs of large creatures. However, they did put a, however here, now this area, this lock has a lot of eels and it's not unheard of for an eel to grow really large. So they're thinking that some of these sightings may be like some eel that got really large. Oh, like the the ridges or something? Yeah. Of the yeah. back when but, they saw that go by in the water? Yeah, because we've seen those uh, video too, right? Where like there's something in there, you can see like there were humps on, a, on its back going up and down into the water, that type of deal. Uh, so there's a chance that there is something there, but it's, it's more than likely not a plesiosaur or anything like that. And to this day, of course, this area is still incredibly popular. Uh, has, it does, except for maybe this year, obviously. But the area still does really well because of Loch Ness and Nessie. And the figure that I saw as of 2018 was that due to Nessie alone, she brings in around $80 million annually to Scotland's economy. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's, that's from tourists. Yes, from tourists showing up and buying souvenirs and all this stuff. So she's worth a lot to them, even if she's not real. <laughs> uh, so some of the theories, of course, like I just said, uh, could be an eel. Uh, another one is a lot of people are just making this up. Another one was that, uh, like I said before, in the Scottish folklore, there's a lot of tales of these type of creatures. So maybe people were kind of think, were, you know, we're, we're uh, thinking that were those things, and we're kind of, uh, you know, like, hey, I just listened to the story. That's what it is type of deal. Makes you see things that aren't there mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, and even down to some people still think it's a plesiosaur. Uh, and, of course, there's another one. All these people are lying, which that's I don't think that's true. So, guys, I present to you the story of Loch Ness. What do you think? Is Nessie real? And if so, what do you think she is? I have a question. Yes. Are eels those the type of underwater animals that kind of like goldfish, you know, depending on the, the size of the constraints as, as, how, as to how big they grow? Are they typically a, ocean ocean animals? Because if they are, then that, that just blows that out of the water. You'd see monstrous ones, wouldn't you? That's a beautiful question. I'm glad you asked it. 
Uh, you make us smarter every day with these questions you bring up, and I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I well, do there's know. a there's a fun well with what Chris is saying. There's a phenomenon called deep sea gigantism. You know about that, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Because of Where, having like, the all farther that, down yeah. you go, the bigger stuff is. You know, so yeah. there very well could be giant eels, but we just yeah, can't baby, get to <laughs> them. You know what I mean? <laughs> or they can't get to us. Because, you know, you've seen those videos where they bring those ghost sharks and stuff up and they, they practically explode. What's that they, called? You know, when they get to the surface. What's that called again, Carter? Deep sea gigantism. Gigant- okay, that's what I'm going to start using when I'm trying to hit on some woman. It gets bigger the lower you go. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh what do you what do you guys think do you think it's do you think nancy's real or i i have a theory myself i'm just wondering what you guys think i want to believe that it is a plesiosaur but yeah in all reality i mean i think the guy faked it for sure and if they did see anything i think it's like what you said it's it's just larger than normal eel and so when the when the ridges of the eel break the water you know from a distance it looks like was oh, that a dragon what is that you know what i mean yeah, because eels can kind of look like that. Uh, and if they get really huge, to me, that's just as freaking scary. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be near one of those things. No what thanks. about you, Carter? Well, if it is a giant eel, that would explain a lot of that, right? The yeah. people seeing ridges ridges or humps in the water. Um, and I think eels uh, are way more elusive, too. Like, they don't just, you know run out to to say wave their flippers at you which but, could explain why you know a lot of people that like sit there and watch the lake don't don't always see stuff you know yeah, also i don't think eels have flippers so i take back what i said uh, <laughs> i mean but, i don't know if that dna test is 100 percent reliable yeah i don't understand how that can tell you everything that's in there unless you've literally studied everything that's in there yeah, you would have to sample like every different part of the lake, right? Like you'd you'd have yeah. to section it off and like do this quadrant and that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know about just dipping a cup in the water and testing it. Now they have done like large sonar sessions where literally they had like a fleet of boats that went all the way across, you know, the width of the lock and went and they all went together and were just like you know just scanning everything. I've seen that, but. I don't that understand. would be predicated on it being in the water at the time. Good point. Yeah. I mean, if it is something that could, it hypothetically, if it was something that could go on land as well as in the water, uh, then you would have to be doing that at the time that it's in the water. Yeah, it could be amphibious. We don't know. So, but I think I don't know, we, I don't I, know man. I think there's something in there, but I think there's something in there too, and it may not be in there anymore. I mean, this has been a long time. Uh, since the thirties and, you know, throughout time. Uh, so I'm kind of with Chris on this. I think it maybe at one time there was a, a big eel in there or something like that, but it's since it's probably since gone. Well, doesn't the, doesn't the lock connect to the ocean? Does it? What, what exactly is a lock? That's a great question. I think it's, it's, just, a, it's just like a lake lake. Yeah. And I think it's the, uh, that's just their, their pronunciation of it. That's the, their word for lake. And I think it does connect to the ocean, so it could be something swim. I mean, it would have to be something that could survive in salt and fresh water. I'm telling you right now, but, I was looking up the um, deep sea gigantism, mm-hmm. and if you are horrified of spiders, you definitely don't want to see a 12-foot Japanese spider crab with outstretched legs 
there's a, oh no, no, there's a don't black and white don't picture of this dude holding it, and it's the cr- oh god, it makes my skin crawl. I'm, Why did you look that up? <laughs> I just wanted to see. Why now, do you do these things to yourself? Now you know I'm going to have to look it up, and I'm going to blame you for You're gonna all have my nightmares, therapist bills dude. afterwards. Uh, all right, so a lock is, of course, like you said, a lake, but it's an arm of the sea, especially when narrow or partially landlocked. So it sounds like it is still kind of connected to the sea somehow. Okay, so conceivably something at some point could have sw- could have swam in there and then swam back out. Yeah. Like, like what you guys are saying, so that at some point something was in the lake and now it's not. Or yes. was in the lock and now it's not. So that doesn't rule out that it was just a really big eel. Yeah. And did you know that locks are not uh, Fords or Fjords? I, I think it, I believe it's Fjord. Yeah. I always pronounce it for George. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, when I was trying to when I was trying to get to uh, across, you know, trying to get my family across and in our wagon, you know, it's, and we had to fjord the river. Yeah. And some of us died of dysentery. That's what it means. Uh, that's what it means. Well, that's what happens when you make fun of the guy's name, Johnny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't make fun of anything. I am a nice person. So that's the story of Loch Ness monster. Guys, uh, we covered a heavy hitter today. We've done it. I am. But he's not as heavy a hitter as Sasquatch, though, is he? No. Because there's not as much evidence for him as there, or I'm sorry, for her, as there is for Sasquatch, is there? But I think it's also important to know, and I'm sure I'm not not breaking any news to anybody here, but (laughs) she's not, also, she's not the only famous uh, supposed sea creature either. There's plenty of other ones. uh, Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I was about to say, the United States has one up in the Great Lakes. Yep. Uh, so, so there's plenty of other ones, and that's not the only ones. So there's one. That, well, there's yeah, there's one. There's Champ. There's the Ogopogo monster. Yeah, that's the other one I was trying to think of. Yeah, that's the one on the X Files. Remember that ate her little dog. Yes. Oh, that's right. Oh man, what yep. a great episode. Yep, yep, oh, yep. Dude. And I think there's another one too. I feel like we should watch that episode before we cover that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Remember looking. the dog's name was Queequeg. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's quite a memory, dude. I would not have oh, remembered good that. Lord, Chris. I told you, dude. Spiders, the, spiders, he looked it up. He looked at it. I told the you. Spider crabs humongous. This is, I'm not even kidding. That thing's. You see a black and white photo of the yes, guy holding. Yes. Yes. No. Thanks. Oh, gosh. And then look at the look at the other picture of like it's like a, a whole mil- bunch of fishermen, a whole bunch holding this whatever fish that grew to be so long. Do you see the one? There's another one of that same uh, spider crab, and it's, but it's like a newer picture, so it's Ugh. in color. No, this guy's holding it in a oh, bath. Like no, a oh yeah, no, no, I'm not you gonna look it up anymore. Ray. You looked at the trap, Ray. This is what happens. <laughs> no, thank you. Definitely creepers. Definitely do not search up Japanese spider crab, largest of all time. Yeah, I do not recommend it. It will creep you out. All right, so that's all I've got, guys. Anything, anything else you want to add? No, I'm done. Carter, you done? Yeah. Johnny? Now that he brought up Japanese spider crabs, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Johnny, thank you for that story, man. It was great, uh, but now I know I'm going to have nightmares tonight looking up giant spider crabs creepers thank you so much for listening to another episode of history creepy we appreciate your support make sure you follow the facebook page for upcoming announcements on some things we have in the works uh and that's about it so uh hit the lights in the creeper clubhouse shut those windows lock the door and 
Yeah, and uh, just a quick note, this is for everybody's hell. If you want to protect yourself against these giant spider, Japanese spider crabs, then just use protection. And stay creepy.